You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Chasta. And this week, we're going to talk about post-COVID life. Yes, transitioning back to, well, I would like to say normal, although I'm not sure it's going to be the normal that we once knew. Uh, Whatever's next, we're transitioning to whatever is next, whatever is ahead of us. But things are changing and changing fairly rapidly. Uh, When will life get back to normal? I'm seeing uh, the CDC say that we need 60% vaccination rate in the country in order to be back to quote unquote normal. And again, whatever they're calling normal, who knows? But I wanted to talk about the anxiety that is going to come along with stepping back out into the world. Now, look, I know there are a ton of people that are like, what are you talking about? Anxiety, getting back to normal. I'm ready to rip this mask off, hug my loved ones, go back to work, go back to normal life and be done with it and forget it ever happened. And on some level, I completely understand. But I've also seen on social media, a lot of people talking about anxiety and depression and being uncomfortable going back out into the world. And I've also had personal, you know, conversations with friends and family members about what life is going to be like on quote unquote, the other side. And that comes with going back to work, uh, going back into a crowd, going back to a place where you're around a lot of people, or maybe somebody goes to shake your hand or hug you. Like these are all things that we have to think about now that we, of course, never thought about before. We took it for granted. How many concerts have I been to in my life where I was around, you know, 100,000 people, festivals where I was there for three days using porter potties with other people, like not even thinking twice about those things, you know, and certainly not thinking that we would have a time where we couldn't go to those, you know, events and have fun at those festivities. And here we are, you know, some of us dealing with the anxiety of going back into that world and how that's going to look. So therapists are actually seeing a sharp increase in a number of patients struggling with anxiety and pressure to get back to pre-pandemic life. So it's not that I've just seen this on social or that I feel a little stress and anxiety about it or that I am seeing people in my personal life feel it. But actually, it's a thing. You know, therapists are saying that this is truly a thing. People don't know what life is going to look like. They're not understanding how to get back to normal. And again, if you're one of those people that's just ready to be done with it all, then this may not even be the podcast for you. I'm talking to people who, you know, have gotten kind of used to what the last year has brought to them, right? We've all gotten used to being at home or being in our bubble or, you know, used to the way that our life has become and our routine has become. And so going back out into the world almost feels new again. You know, whenever we first started this pandemic, we thought we'd be a couple weeks, couple months, maybe and we'll be boom, back to normal. But after you've been doing this life for what, 13, 14 months now, now this feels normal and comfortable and then going back out feels weird. So yesterday I was able to go celebrate my best friend's son Zeppelin's second birthday. I call him my nephew or my godson. Um, his older brother Falcon is my godson. And so he turned to um, it's actually today I'm recording this on Monday is his actual birthday. So happy birthday Zeppi. Um, so yeah, Zeppelin turned two, and this marked our very first time that we were able to go to our best friend's house 
and be with them without a mask because we are vaccinated, all of us, except for the children. The children left their mask on because they haven't been vaccinated. They're under the age. Um, So they played outdoors with mask on and, you know, socially distanced and whatnot as much as we could allow a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-year-old to be. Um, But, you know, we were careful when it comes to that. And it was only three households, which is, you know, CDC guidelines. My family, the families that have been in our bubble, we're all very careful. We are those people that go by guidelines. Um, So we have really, we've played by the rules because we want to be safe and respectful. You know, Gianna, my best friend, her mother has dealt with cancer during the pandemic. So we're especially being careful with her. And that was what sort of brought up a little bit of weirdness yesterday, because here we are. Walking into the home of our best friend's house for the very first time since last year, we saw them on Christmas Eve for just like an hour on their back patio in the freezing cold with mask on, didn't touch, didn't get anywhere near each other, like past presence, you know, over. And that was it. That's the only real time that we've had with them. So here we are. We're walking through their door and I was able to hug Gianna and Pete, you know, and my nieces and nephews, but I didn't hug Nana Gianna's mother because she still has to be incredibly careful because of this cancer situation that she has dealt with over the last year. You know, her immune system is compromised. So she, even though she's vaccinated, but still she can't even get the slightest variation of it. You know what I'm saying? Like she can't get sick at all. She really doesn't even need to be getting any type of sickness, the flu, a cold, whatever. She needs to stay as far away from people as she can while she's dealing with all this. So I didn't hug her and it felt so weird. I almost felt rude. You know what I mean? Like I'm such a hugger and a lover and I just want to wrap people up that not loving on her, it felt rude. Even though I was trying to be, you know, aware of her situation and respectful of what she's going through and stay away. That's what I mean. Like there's going to be a lot of complicated situations in going back out into the world. Um, For instance, We're going to Disney in June, at the end of June. We still have a couple of months, and we figure by then, you know, the world will look probably pretty significantly different. I mean, things are changing fairly rapidly. The more people that are getting vaccinated, the better we are. And so we're seeing things open up and whatnot. Um, So we're going and um, I'm really nervous about it. You know, I haven't really expressed that. I'm thrilled to go to Disneyland, but I am nervous that will be my first time in a crowd. And while it will be a smaller capacity at Disney, because they're also being very, very careful, it'll be a smaller capacity, won't be as many people. You know, we had to get reservations and play by the rules and all that stuff. But you know, it, it's unnerving, but I can't let my germophobic freak out in my brain stop myself and my family from celebrating my son's fifth birthday. Look, if the CDC, the doctors, the scientists, whoever makes up these rules, if they think it's okay for people to go to Disney under these circumstances, then I should be okay with it, right? That's what I keep telling myself. But I was kind of a germaphobe going into this pandemic. So during, of course, I have been on high alert. So I am still on high alert thinking about going into a crowd. You know, I know I'm going to have like bottles of, you know, spray disinfectant all over the place. I'm going to be wiping down like a mad woman because that's just my nature. Like that's who I am again before the pandemic. And this is just sort of exasperated it. And I know there are probably people listening to this podcast right now that are rolling their eyes out of their head at people like me. I get it. I understand. You think I'm ridiculous and that's okay. I'm sure there'll be people at Disneyland that'll think I'm insane too or on the plane or whatever. But this is the point that I'm going to make today. With all that being said, there are certain types of people, lots of different types of people going through this situation in their own different ways. And that is where we need to give each other grace. 
You know, I talked about picking the word grace for this year, 2021. Um, and I was really in that moment when I picked it, I was more talking about giving myself grace to deal with things however, you know, I needed to deal with them. However, this year played out because when 2021 started, we didn't really know what was going to happen. So that was the reasoning behind picking the word grace. But now it really is not just giving yourself grace, but giving others grace to do things the way that they see fit. As mentioned before, some people are going to be super fast in transitioning back to normal life. And other people like me are going to be a little bit slower. You know, for instance, going back to work, I'm still working at my studio at home. I don't know if and when I will go back to the radio station. And not only because of germs, <laughs> you know, and COVID and social distancing and all of that. I don't exactly know what our protocol is. I don't know how many people are going to come back. Um, you know, we're in a commercial space, a high rise in San Francisco. So there's only so many offices and there's no way to spread them apart. You know, so I don't know if we're going to go back in shifts. I have no idea how that's going to work. Also, I don't know how many people I work with are vaccinated. And I don't just mean the bone where I work, the radio station that I work at. I know that, you know, most everyone there is vaccinated, but at other radio stations and we have a lot of salespeople and people in management. And that's just on the floors that we're on. You know, there are other people in the building. You would be in the elevator with other people. Are they vaccinated? Are they not? You can't exactly separate yourself in an elevator. So there's a million questions, right? And most importantly to me, risking, quote unquote, being around people every single day, um, you know, my son is not vaccinated because he's so young. I know that they're working on getting vaccinations to kids 12 and up now, uh, but my son's only going to be five in June. So he's nowhere near vaccination age. So I just have to take those things into consideration when I'm taking quote unquote risk, right? Also with my son, He's starting kindergarten in August. I have no idea if that's going to be online kindergarten, if that's going to be at school kindergarten. Is it going to be some sort of hybrid of the two? That alone is giving me anxiety because, you know, my husband and I are trying to work, raise our child, trying to run our music center as well. So the thought of him going to school online and the two of us trying to be with him and teach him and all that. That alone, I can't even express how much anxiety that gives me. You parents who have been doing that this whole time, if I could hand you a medal, <laughs> I would do so, okay? Because that is truly hard. So this is a big transition year in our family anyway, with Cody going to kindergarten, starting school. We as parents have never done that before, so we don't really know what we're getting into. And especially since it could potentially be online or at least a hybrid of, again, this is all just new territory for us. So a big transition year and then trying to think about completely stepping back out into the world and going back to work full time since we've been, you know, dealing with all of this at home. It's just kind of a hot mess, to be honest. So it's that's part of it. But also, you know, I've I've saved a lot of money working from home. I'm just being completely real with you right now. You know, not having to pay for gas, not having to pay for parking every day. Parking in San Francisco is a lot of money. And when I did my taxes recently and added all that up, I realized holy crap, not driving, not parking, you know, all of that stuff. I saved thousands of dollars, like three grand. I'm not even kidding. No exaggeration. So, you know, there's that argument to be made. It's like, well, okay, if I'm doing my job and I'm doing it well from this studio in my home, then I, I'm not sure there's a huge reason to go back every day. 
except for the fact that I miss my coworkers, right? And I do, you know, I miss seeing them in person. I miss, you know, smiling at each other and laughing at each other because I work on the radio. If you don't know that, I I host a morning show with two goobers named Lamont and Tinelli. <laughs> and I also have my midday show and, you know, my boss, Zach and baby Huey and everyone else that I work with, Mari and Andrea and Jen. And, you know, I have all these friends at work that I miss, obviously, you know, um, so going back to see them. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe I'm going to be at home the bulk of the time and I go in for meetings or, you know, big important days, or maybe we have a guest in and I want to be a part of that or, or whatever, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what that's going to look like. And maybe that's how you're feeling about work too. Maybe that's where some anxiety is coming from is that you just don't know how to transition back to work, right? So maybe instead of going from completely at home, hundred percent, and you're used to it to going completely back to work hundred percent, you're like, whoa, total shift. Maybe it's something slower. You know, maybe you talk to your company about going back two days a week at first, or, you know, kind of slowly transitioning back to work. I've been reading a lot about this. Um, and I have seen psychologists talk about different ways to kind of transition back to normal life. And I'm seeing so many people talk about routines, getting your routine back, because a lot of people during the pandemic and being at home and whatnot, you know, they, they stopped doing a lot of the things that they normally would have done, you know, getting up, making your bed. I don't make my bed because I get up in the middle of the night. My husband's still in bed, so I can't make my bed. But a lot of people get up, they get ready, they make their bed, you know, they do all the things. They shower, brush their teeth, maybe exercise, you know, whatever your routine was. During the pandemic, a lot of people dropped all of that. They didn't shower regularly. I'm seeing so many psychologists truly say that. Um, they didn't shower regularly. They did not put on normal clothes, you know, work clothes. They lived in sweatpants or loungewear or whatever. Um, and so their routine completely went out the window. I've even read people saying that they only showered every two, three, four days. I'm trying not to judge. <laughs> Again, I'm a germaphobe, okay? So... I never missed a shower <laughs> during the pandemic. I never missed brushing my teeth. In fact, I made a very solid choice. Like this was a, a moment in my brain. Like I had a conversation with myself. I'm like, Chasta, listen, we're not going to change things up. We're going to get up every day, get ready, put on normal clothes, not dress up. I'm not wearing a dress, but I would put on, you know, jeans, a normal top. I did, however... I gave up on the shoes. I wore Uggs every single day of my life during the pandemic. I still am. I have them on right now. Um, but I tried to be as normal as I could be. I had forethought there that whenever this is all over and I do go back to work, I don't want to have to go, oh my gosh, now I have to start all over again and start putting makeup on and start getting ready and all that stuff. Um, so my routine really hasn't changed all that much, but I know I'm probably the minority in that. I think most people's routine drastically changed. Um, so if that's the case, these psychologists are saying, start your routine again, find whatever your new routine will be, start doing all the things that you used to do. And that will get you, you know, kind of in the groove again to get back out in the world. And I want to bring up something too. you know, think about what you left. <laughs> God, it feels like we like changed planets, right? What you left in your pre pandemic life. And what was good and what was bad? What do you really miss? I'm not trying to be harsh here. Okay. I'm really not. But are there people in your life that you have separated from now because of the pandemic that your life is better for it? Think about it. Again, I'm not trying to be brutal. I'm just asking a tough question. You know, the pandemic 
forced us to separate ourselves from people and or situations, some of those were healthy for us to be separated from those things or those situations or those people. So when you go back to your normal life, that also could be bringing you anxiety, that you have to go back to a situation, to a bad job, to a horrible boss, to a friend that you were, you know, not really vibing with and you were looking for a way out or whatever. Whatever that situation may be, take some time and think about what is serving you really well right now and keep that, okay, and what was not serving you in your pre-pandemic life, what you temporarily have been dealing without, how are you going to keep that out of your life? Are you going to keep it out of your life? And if so, how? You know, these are questions that we need to ask ourselves because we learned so much during the pandemic and during quarantine, right? We learned a lot about ourselves, about the way that we interact with people, about what's good for us and bad for us, about our needs, what we need, truly what we need and what we don't. We learned all of that. So take all of those lessons that you learned from the pandemic and just, you know, write them out. And this is really a clean slate at life if you look at it that way. If you write out all of your thoughts and all of your, you know, the elements of your life, the good, bad, the ugly, and kind of put hard lines in the sand. I'll give you an example for me. You know, I had a hard line in the sand before the pandemic about my family. Like my family is my priority. I will stop down work for my family. Like I love work. Don't get me wrong. I probably at times have been a workaholic. People could call me that. I do still work six days a week. Um, However, Sunday's family day, you know, we have had hits or misses during the pandemic with Sunday because, you know, we've had no choice. We've had to add additional work time just to make ends meet, things like that. But I have a deeper line in the sand coming out of this, and I'll tell you why. Because during the pandemic, I had so much extra time with my family. It made me realize even more. It put an exclamation point on that in my head. I had a whole year from the time my son turned, well, really three and a half, basically, to almost five years old now. It's been almost a year and a half. I had that chunk of time to see him every single day, like for hours, every single day. I mean, I, you know, whenever I go in to go to the bathroom from the studio, I see him and give him a kiss. Like I make him breakfast every morning because I'm here. Like all those beautiful moments that I have had with him is just every single one of them has been a reminder of like, I'm not going to have this time with him again. He's never going to be four again. He's never going to be five again. Like these moments are precious. And they're not going to, they're not going to come around again. So I'm going to hold on to them super tight. So going back into quote unquote real life, I'm going to have a harder line in the sand, meaning that I am going to really look at every single commitment that I have had or will have with a magnifying glass and prioritize. There's a harder line in the sand with my family. There's a harder line in the sand with my health. Uh, You know, recently I had a pretty significant health scare. Which, by the way, I have been getting some questions. I'll give you guys an update. Finally, I got that wrapped up. It was about six weeks of testing. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I was having some blood pressure issues, some what I thought was heart issues. Um, and so I've been through every test you can 
think of over the last six weeks. And uh, good news, I am in no immediate risk of any major health problems. My health itself looks fine. Um, I do have some genetic stuff that I have to watch out for. Uh, Cody will have to do all of this testing when he becomes a teenager to see what's going on with his heart and how his blood pressure is playing out. Um, so there's a lot going on. I mean, again, I'm giving you the Cliff's Notes version of what's happened over six weeks. But the good news is, you know, I don't have any uh, real huge scary health factors right now because, 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 because I take really good care of myself. What I got genetically from my dad will be avoided if I continue to take care of myself. My dad smoked. That exasperated his heart issue. My dad drank, not all the time, but certainly socially. Uh, my dad was a high-stress person. Uh, my dad worked constantly around the clock. He did not eat well. He just, in general, he was a fun dude, but he did not take care of himself. And I am a fun girl, and I am hell-bent on taking care of myself. After he died, you know, I realized it was a real wake-up call for me, um, what he died of, the heart disease that he died of, you know, knowing that he already had predisposition to that, and he exasperated that with, you know, the way he didn't take care of himself. That was a wake-up call. So since then, I've been fairly healthy, but, um, you know, over the last several years, especially since I had a kid, I have really upped the ante with health. And with the pandemic, again, harder line in the sand about health. I have worked out every single day. I've moved my body half an hour a day every day all year long. I've done my ab work. That was a little vanity goal before I hit 40 that I wanted to like sort of see some kind of abs in there. We're getting there slowly. Um, so I've done ab work and moved my body every single day this year so far. And here we are into May and I have not missed a day. And I'm very proud of that. Um, not because I'm showing off or like, oh, look at me. I'm proud of it for myself. I'm doing that for myself so that my cup will be full and that I can be the best version of myself for myself, but also for my family and, you know, for my son to be the best mama I can, to be happy. There, you know, there's so much stress relief in working out and that's all really good for everything I've been talking to my cardiologist about. So I have to be very zen. I have to be very healthy and I have to take care of myself. So, you know, coming out of the pandemic, my priorities are family and health. You know, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my family. Of course, I have to work. I mean, I have to make money and I love my job and thank God I love what I do for a living. But, you know, other things that are asked of me are going to really be under a magnifying glass of where they fit into my life. And I've learned all of that in the last year. And I'm sure you probably have, too. So I'm very much thinking about what serves me in the best way possible. And I hope that you are, too. So overall, in general, I would just ask you to think about what boundaries you're going to have when you're coming out of this pandemic. And I'm talking about physical boundaries, of course. You know, a lot of people will continue to wear the mask because that makes them feel safe. And I hope that we give each other grace in that. I'm probably going to be one of those people that will have a mask on me for a while. You know, I probably won't wear it 100% of the time, but I also like to wear a mask when I see somebody coming at me that has one on. I like to put my mask up. It's almost like if somebody waves at you and you don't wave back, I feel like that's the mask thing for me. If I see somebody walking towards me and they have a mask up, they clearly feel they need it. So I put mine up as kind of a recognition of like, hey, I care about your health too. So I'm going to put this up out of respect. That is my opinion. That's how I roll. 
You don't have to, but that's the way I think about things. So think about those types of things, you know, boundaries, what kind of physical boundaries you'll have. Are you going to be a hugger again? Are you going to shake? Are you going to elbow bump? What are you going to do? And also just about, you know, boundaries in your life. Who is welcome back in your life? What is welcome back in your life? And how are you going to transition back into the activities in your life, be it work or play? What will that look like for you? And start building that routine. So, you know, as you slowly get back into the world and back into what's next, you'll have an established routine that will make you feel confident and comfortable and, you know, good. And it's also, of course, good for your health to, you know, shower every day, brush your teeth every day, (laughs) exercise, even meditate if you want extra bonus points, you know, do all those things so you can lower your anxiety in getting back out into the world. So give yourself grace, give others grace. That is the whole point of the podcast today. That's what I want to convey to you. I'm excited in the next couple of weeks. I have a couple of really cool um, podcast guests coming up. I don't even want to say their names yet because I don't want to jinx it. Um, But a couple of people that I admire and we're going to talk about um, some cool stuff, including one thing that I am terrified to talk about, but we're going to go there. And that is a tease, you guys. That's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, If you want to connect with me, you can do so, of course, on social media. I'm most often on Instagram. You can connect with me there at Chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. If you'd like to send me an email, feel free to do that as well. Chastaonair at gmail.com. Until we talk again, which of course will be next week, remember, rock your life.